Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben Spoonani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. On my own, pretending he's beside me. All alone. I do this podcast recording without him. The vibes around me changes. And when I lose my way, I close my eyes and Olympus has fallen. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. It is I, Kalechi. Don't fucking call me that. It's Kalechi in a blood clot place to be. Um, back for another week of SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. It feels so different not having Sadiq here, you know, to record with the little baby boy. I say little baby boy, he's a big man. Um, usually we would, I'm sure we wouldn't even have gotten to the introducing the podcast by now because we'd have been having a whole other conversation about him guessing the freaking song that I was singing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, on the upside, it means that I can like today record completely naked because I need it, you know, like, yeah, because that would have been weird. Like, <laughs> that would have been weird. I, I Maybe they do that in certain townships in the, um, you know, the deep bits of America. But I just feel like it would have been extremely awkward to record naked next to my brother. But today I can do that because I'm so tired of wearing, like, tight clothes. Because, you know, like, with gym stuff, like, everything's tight. And so I was just like, I'm not going to wear tight clothes and then record fucking podcasts. Like, I deserve freedom. I deserve to be free. I hate slavery. So, um, yeah. So that's that's one of the upsides. So I'm back. I'm back like a renegade master. Don't know what that means. Um, and we'll just see how we go. We all, we all clearly definitely miss having Sadiq on the podcast. Um, I'm sure he'll come in and, like, join us at certain points. I think... Me personally, I think he's actually hooked on the podcast now or the podcasting sort of game. I think that he'll go away for a bit, he'll travel and it just won't feel the same and he'll have to come back and join us. That's what I think anyway. So um, how are you? How are you doing? How, how is, how's everything for you? You're probably just going to talk into thin air, but it's good for you to check in and know how you are as well. So I'll jump straight into the tarot. I just felt like as a gift for, you know, this transition from not having Sadiq on the podcast, I would do um, a pick a par reading for you listeners, um, which is something I save for my patrons on Patreon now. But I thought, you know what, let me do a cute, let me do a young pick a par reading for the people then. Now I need you to start really, if you haven't already, because um, I know that some of you are like seasoned pros at this, but if you haven't already started like really trying to train your intuition 
um, for picking out a deck or picking out a pile, I need you to start doing that. Like really focus on um, a pile. So when I say like pile one, pile two or pile three, I need you to pick one. In fact, let's go with pile A, B or C. Pile A, B or C. Yeah, so pile A or pile B or pile C. And go with the one that you just feel drawn to, That just the, the letter that comes to you, go with that one. That is the one that you're going for. All right, so let's get into it. Pile A, what is the general message for you at this time that you need to be aware of? Um... It's all looking pretty good, part A. Um, let's see here. We've got the Temperance card. We've got the Four of Wands. And we've got the Six of Cups. And we've got the Ten of Pentacles. I feel like this is really, really beautiful. Um, what I'm getting here is that your time of bliss has come. Like, your time of bliss has um, arrived. So I'm using the After Tarot deck as well as the Lisa Star Modern Witch Tarot, um, tarot deck. So in the after tarot deck, we see the angel that was initially pouring from one cup into the other is now pouring um, some of the water back into the pond that their feet, um, are, the one foot is in and the other foot is on the land. And then a dove is flying out of the other cup and it's being held into the air. Like this is your time to soar. This is your time to, um, to really um, flourish. And we see four of wands here. So even if you've had like, some relationship issues or you felt like, I don't know, things weren't kind of working out for you romantically, or even if it wasn't romantic, you just felt like you didn't have stability, four of wands. This is the time that things will just start to come together and you can you can feel some ease. You can like celebrate things. Um, and then we've got the six of cups, which is a beautiful thing in terms of you healing that inner child and being able to almost be childlike now in how you approach life. That sort of childlike joy is finding its way back to you because you've been doing the work. And because of that, prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. The Ten of Pentacles is here and we see that old person or what old woman in the foreground as well with the two dogs, which makes me think, think about the fact that your ancestors are watching over you. The ancestors that you know about and some that you don't, but they're watching over you and really wanting for the like greatness to manifest in your life. It really feels strongly like the energy of even like a grandmother because the card that comes out from the Zenju Earthling Manuel um, Black Angel card deck is literally the grandmother holding a baby. So for some of you that might mean, I don't know, like maybe a baby's on the way or, or not. But, you know, Ten of Pentacles, we see lots of coins and we see a family. It's just, it definitely feels like if you've been through like a period of hardship, um, this is time for your peace. And so I love that for you. I love that um, peace is finding you and you are um, inviting it in. Let's see what it says for the um, grandmother in here. That's the gardener. Don't want the gardener. The grandmother. It says here, with grandmother energy, you hold the wisdom of the generations. Grandmother, you bring a sense of balance to us with your wisdom. That's the temperance card. On your waking path, you are so wise that people say, you're an old soul. You have good sense. People rely on you for your wisdom. Your love and your warmth come from your experience of having lived through difficult times. Told you, six of, uh, six of cups. You have the ability to hold the soft and hard parts of everyone. 
You are almighty in your wise course of action in life because you take your time. You rarely make mistakes. Your inner sight creates your calmness and forthrightness. Your deep understanding and um, sound judgment makes you the sage that you are. They feel that um, they feel you uh, they feel you have inside information and you won't tell. You can also be seen as severe and difficult, but your deep understanding draws them to you because they can learn some important lessons about themselves. With your wisdom, you help people develop their sensibilities and hold on to their sanity. At the same time, when on the sleeping path, others can perceive you as shrewd, crafty, secretive and maybe um, mischievous. You may be using your sound judgment in such a critical way that it works against you. You may be misusing your ability to persuade, causing you to appear opinionated. Your critical nature sometimes keeps you outside the family of community. As you drift along the sleeping path, you can feel as if you're being ignored and this creates a fear of being erased from the hearts of others. You may even add this to a feeling of abandonment by disappearing emotionally and or physically. You may, you may feel as though you are suffering from some mistakes in your judgment. Even though you are simply trying to help people, your critical nature can be an expression of your anger at how others see you or your fear of being seen as difficult. Although you know yourself to be warm, giving and wonderful. You still might find yourself in vicious in a vicious cycle of judging others and have them judge you as insensitive. You really don't want to fulfill the stereotype of the difficult personality. So you may close off and go into perpetual soul sleeping by withholding your wisdom. Withholding your wisdom will only increase the chances of your own disappearance. Your wise abilities can be used to help you remain in your sagehood. Being critical is an old child-rearing practice our mothers use for discipline. It has a long tradition deriving from old ways that brutally force conformity such as slavery or involuntary servitude. There is no need to tame each other in our relationships. Instead, our journey can be used in creating environments in which tenderness is nurtured and not beaten down for the sake of toughening up. Grandmother, when you deliver your messages of wisdom when it is wanted, you will find yourself more valued and appreciated. Wait to see if someone is asking for your guidance. Trust that everything that comes to mind does not need to be spoken. At the same time, honour your awareness of the wisdom in your bones as a rare gem of life. And I feel like that's a word, you know, I was saying in a previous episode that I felt so drawn to like send someone um, like a couple of DMs about something. And then afterwards I thought, but you're not somebody that gives people um, unsolicited advice. Like you stay out of people's business and now you can't be vexed if they're just like not saying much because they're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm meant to do with this. Um, So yeah, um, it's important to be aware of that. But I just think that generally it's beautiful. Like the time for your wisdom, the time for the things that you wanted to share with the world is now. And you're just, it's about bliss for you, um, pile A. This is a time of bliss for you. And you really, really need to lean into that. Trust that good, you also deserve good things. Like trust that. If you don't trust that you deserve good things, you're going to look at your blessings with suspicion. And that's long. That's absolutely long for man. So don't do that. Pile B, let's see what we've got for pile B. We've got the King of Wands, we've got the Eight of Cups, and we've got the Ace of Swords, and we've got the Teacher card by Zenju Earthling Manuel. This is interesting to me. Pile B, it's time to go. It's time to go. You um, have been a, in a position of authority, um, whether it's in, I don't know, 
more so in the workplace, like you've been someone of action for a really, really long time. Like you've worked from your fire kind of capabilities. Like you've always known what you've want and you've always just kind of gone for it. And you found success there because I'm looking at the red that the figure is wearing in the modern witch um, tarot deck. You found success there, but you're, you're yearning for something more than just um, success. You know, you're yearning for something more than just like, yeah, you, you know that you're about it, about it. You know that you can body anybody, anytime, anywhere. Like, you know that you've been doing the things that need to be done. However, something in you is calling for something different. And it's scary because it might look like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be successful at this thing. So that's why we've got the Ace of Cups where you're leaving something that you've already established to go into the darkness, led by the moonlight, led by your intuition to go and find that thing that will emotionally fulfill you. Like you've done all of the things that you need to do in the, like so far at this time with your fire energy. But now we're trying to tap into that water energy. We're trying to tap into that flow, that fluidity and kind of go with life. And so you shouldn't be scared of that. You, we need to have a balance of these elements you know, in our life, we can't just be working from one sort, sort of energy source, which in your case was that fire energy, and then you're going to get burnt out, so it's time to kind of go into um, being like water, and going exploring within yourself, and within the world, to do the thing that does fulfill you, and for a lot of you, you already know what that is, because we've got the ace of swords there, um, showing as well, and we see this bird that kind of goes out, and then flies back to the, um, the person that's caring for it, or the trainer, so I feel like that's you, like, you always, you're not, go you're not straying so far that your success is going to leave, but you're just going to go and explore the things that just bring you a bit more fulfillment, like how many things are you going to win over and over again, all the accolades, you've won it, you've won it, you know, you've, you've done that, all the promotions, you've done it, like now it's a case of like, I just need something else and some of you know what that is, some of you don't know what that is, but trust yourself that when you get there, you will know, like it's you coming back to yourself basically and, and be more holistic in um, how you operate and people will learn from you from doing that, that you're going to give people permission from you taking that quote unquote risk, although it's really not, that you're t going out and doing that, it's going to give other people permission to leave what it is that they know, um, not your children, please, um, as it's Father's Day that I'm re recording this, um, but it'll encourage others to leave what they know to go and search for that thing that will, you know, that, that kind of completes everything or just gives them a sense of wholeness. So let's see what it says for the teacher. Teacher vibes cartel. No, that's not what the teacher is. Ignore me. I just felt like the need to say that. Um, the teacher. Oh my God. Where is it? Why got... Is this not in um alphabetical order? I think it is. Let's see. Let's S. Do I not know my alphabets anymore? What is going on? What is going on? Just trying to see what it says for the teacher. Here we go. It says here, on the waking path, the teacher brings wisdom from life experiences. Exactly. You trust the wisdom in your bones and impart this wisdom to all. You hold the lessons in life as wisdom and we can embrace no matter who we are. Your lessons or sermons evoke deep thought and a thirst for more knowing about the nature of this life. You tell us stories by which we can learn who we are. You connect us to our natural indigenous self that existed before our birth. As a teacher, you encourage discovery. You urge us to go and look beyond what we see with our eyes. I've done told you about the Eight of Cups. You can dispel confusion and make sense out of the puzzle of life. 
Your essence is to help us realize our own capacities to fly. That's why we saw the Eight of Swords. And I just said, a rascal up bird. Oh my God, oh my God. You stay on your waking path by knowing that you must also remain a student in order to teach. As an awake teacher, you are a mentor, a parent, and a holder of wisdom. On the sleeping path, people may discover information in your teachings that can disrupt their lives. Your teachings can touch the core of a person's being, so your wisdom may be challenged. Avoid letting the challenges create insecurities for you and keep you from valuing your ability to teach important lessons. Doubt can suppress your teaching nature and keep you on the sleeping path, uh, path for far too long. For our survival, continue to share your wisdom. Hold your wisdom as sacred intelligence. Know that you have an innate sense of what wisdom should be shared. To receive a challenge to, um, to what you know is to receive an opportunity to affirm your wisdom. Let go of shame, embarrassment or doubt of not knowing so that you are open to a higher potential of teaching. As a teacher, not knowing, uh, not knowing brings more wisdom. Remember, your horizons lie far beyond most people. We don't know. Done no, done no. That is a word, and and I think it's something to really um, remember and pay attention to. That just when you're headed off to go and do this thing, right? And you've probably some of you have already been doing it in secret for a while, or you know, in private for a while, like testing out the waters for what you want to move into. Um, and then when you start telling people, they're going to try and project their doubts onto you. And you've just got to be like, nah, gee, nasa, like, I'm not having that. No, I'm sure that this is what I want to do. And I'm going to go for it because I know that even whatever I experience will be a learning experience for me and also could potentially be a learning experience for other people. So I'm just going to do me, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Now pile C, let's see what we've got for pile C. Um, here we go. Okay, I'm just going to read it as I see it. Okay, cool. We've got the Ace of Swords in reverse. So we have two Ace of Swords in this reading, but this one's in reverse. We've got the Seven of Pentacles in reverse and we've got the Judgment card in reverse. Um, you're struggling to be able to think straight. You're struggling to be able to get the, um, the ideas that you need. Some of you might be struggling from writer's block or just generally feeling a bit stagnant. Why? It's because you're being impatient. You're being impatient about the things that you think should have already happened in your life. And we're seeing the judgment card here, number, what's that, 10, 10, 20. Um, so it's important to remember that, that you're waking up, there's a part of you that, I don't know, maybe it was through um, childhood trauma or something like that, but you might have gone through something that they refer to as like a soul murder. So some of you might have found that like, a part of you was dead to you for quite some time. And I know like I've got quite a lot of white listeners right or non-black listeners but specifically let's go with white in this case where you've been so conditioned that um in order to participate in white supremacist patriarchy whether you realize or not like you've been so 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 much so socialized into that um mechanism that a part of your soul did die and so now you're coming to realize a lot of things and you're waking up to yourself, but you're being very, very impatient about the process. As in, you're like, well, now that I know these things and I listen to like five podcasts a week to kind of unlearn my racism and whatever the fuck, you're thinking that, but why isn't life different? Why isn't life better? But you're forgetting that these things take time. You don't just stop being um a dickhead overnight like this is why i always refer to myself as a dickhead in recovery you don't just stop being a dickhead overnight it's a gradual process but you have to remain committed to the process and um 
if you're now feeling like, oh, I want to back out because I'm not seeing the results, then maybe racism is for you, you know, maybe go right back in and dive in head first. And I hope you break your head, dive right back into that. But I doubt that many of you will, but you, that you've just got to exercise a lot more patience is what I'm saying. You've got to exercise a lot more patience with yourself. You've got to um, exercise a lot more patience with what you're looking to see in society. And for those who, you know, that's not applying to in terms of like being, you know, white or whatever. Yeah, I'm still reading this as like, just, you're really like, oh, I just need that big break or I just need that big idea that's just going to take me away from all of this fuckery. And you need to understand that if there's a desperation that you're exuding or emitting around your life and you're trying to attract new things, you're just going to attract more desperation right? You can't keep operating from a um, position of lack. You can't keep operating from a space of, oh, I really, really need to get out of here. I'm not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that, you know, your feelings are invalid as to like the severity of the situation or why you want different for yourself. Definitely want different for yourself, but it's about reframing it. Like, okay, fine. This is where I am now. And I definitely want better for myself. And how do I go about doing that? Understanding that better also takes time to kind of be um cemented within you know within life and that's why the judgment card is really really there because you are being called to a higher knowing you are being called um to kind of wake up from this slumber um yeah i'm thinking of that lauren hill lyric like you know wake up all of you who've been sleeping um something go up and walk um stop blaming other people it's nobody else's fault there's only so long that you can blame the things that you're doing in your life currently on the things that happened to you before right there comes um again i come back to this whole racism thing for some reason but any sort of um societal um, um societal inequity right there's only so long that you can be like, oh, but it's the way that I was raised. Homophobia, same thing. Oh, it's the way that I was raised. And I'm just, you know, really, really trying. There's only so long that you can use that was the way that I was raised until you get clotted in your fucking throat. It comes a point where you just have to be like, you know what? It's the way that I was raised. I can't keep reverting back to that. I've got to face my front and just keep doing the hard, gritty work of unlearning and, and changing and growing. Um... Yeah, and then the last card we've got here from the Zenju Earthling Manuel deck is the Dancer. I got right on the page and I lost it. It says here, on the waking path, creativity flows through your blood and keeps the heart happy. That's the Ace of Swords. You capture the spirit of all things and beings through expressing your creativity outwardly. You are always aware of what you can do and the resources around you. You move with the invisible rhythm of imagination. Living in such imagination erases the sense of limitation inside you. You are a vessel of great talent. Your originality is amazing. Your ability to manifest your dreams and visions is critical to stimulating your life. The applauses are non-stop when you move through life without worrying what others are saying. You, dancer, hold your gifts knowing that to judge them would be to let go of them. You remind us of the talents we carry and how to use them for community and not just for ourselves. As a dancer, you consider the realm of creation as that action which brings life. Without creativity to stimulate your life, dancer, you find it difficult to exist. You encourage authenticity by helping us to attend to our talents rather than working at mimicking others in our community, family or in the workplace. Creativity is both your magic and your mystery. 
Your creativity may not be understood by all, yet it is your life and nature to use your creativity to inspire. On the sleeping path, you often trip over your own feet. You tend to compare yourself to other people in an effort to measure your own talent or greatness. That's that seven of pentacles energy. You sometimes turn your talent into a game of competition. Your emotions hinge on whether people like your work or not. This reliance on others for validation makes you hungry for recognition, not only for your creativity, but also for who you are. On the sleeping path, you can become passive. When this happens, your spirit loses its home in, um, in your disregard. To regard others' ability more highly than your own is to turn away from yourself. In a larger context, it is also a way of accepting inferiority as a way of life. Thinking small of yourself is what you might have embraced as a child in a society that mistakenly perpetuates superiority of one over the other. What you have to offer the world is worthy no matter what others say, don't say or feel. Passivity is life without movement. To regain movement, you may have to take uncomfortable steps in bringing your creations into the world. The joy in creativity is giving birth to some expression of you. It is all worth the risk. Follow your imagination into discovering something deeply special about yourself. Welcome home your soul by releasing all that holds you back. Um, uh, by releasing all that holds you back. Dance, dancer. And I feel like that's beautiful. I never want to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Whoo! That's a word. I feel like that's why some white people can't dance. Sorry, that was so inappropriate. I don't know what's wrong with me. Don't know what's wrong with me. No, I'm joking. But, um, but I'm not. But no, at the same time, what I'm saying is that really you've got to dance through life. Every movement that you make, um, every step you take, Big Brother's watching you. Again, I don't know why I'm doing this. So, so sorry. Um, but yeah, that is something to consider. Dance and stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh, it looks like that person's unlearned more than you. It looks like that person's gotten the thing that you wanted to do. Oh, it looks like that person's gotten a deal and you haven't. You'll be doing that and you'll just be stressing yourself out for no fucking reason because when it's your time, it's your time. And that's why that judgment card is there because my G, when your time comes, yeah, you'll be so surprised at the way that all of your dreams and desires are brought to you they'll come to you in the maddest ways so easily so simply you'll be you'll be just mind blown so it's important to face your front and keep all the energy around you um as upbeat and as full of expression as possible because you're going to need it you're going to need it yeah so anyway that's that big up this week's show sponsor who are anna louisa um, the jewellery comes in such pretty pouches. I just wanted to say that as well. So I mentioned last week about how great their jewellery is. And um, so I was gifted, I was gifted um, a few bits and I can't tell you how much I love it. So I got to kind of select what I wanted. And so I got these earrings that are so pretty. So then one ear has like a star and then the other ear has a crescent moon. And it's so pretty and dainty and light. And that's what I needed. Like I needed some earrings that weren't bulky because I love a chunky earring, but not everyday chunky, chunky, chunky. Sorry. Anyway, um, so I've got these ones and they're really, really cute. And I just love that, you know, their products are sustainable as well. So um, 100% of the carbon emissions related to their products um, life cycle are offset. And then I got a really cute um, bangle. Well, yeah, a bracelet. 
it's, you know that kind of bracelet that has like the chunky links it's not big though again it's very like delicate it's very small I just wanted like nice everyday jewelry so that they've got like fancy jewelry they've got fancy bits but the bits I chose I wanted like nice everyday bits as well where I just look cute I just look cute and the people are like oh look at you cutie um and then I got a necklace that um it's just uh, with a heart-shaped pendant. I love hearts. I can't help it. I just love hearts. So, yeah, they're just great. Like, the quality of the jewellery is exceptional. So, you've got long-lasting pieces that are crafted with care from, like, the best noble metals. And they even offer you a 365-day warranty. So, if anything goes wrong, like, you can holler at them and be like, oh, hey, Anna Luisa girl, like, mm, something needs to change here. And, you know, I'm sure they'll sort you out. So, um, they try to ensure the highest production of, um, you know, highest production standards so there's limited runs on each of the pieces which I think is cute as well because I don't need the rest of the people then wearing everything the same as me so by the time that you go on to analuisa.com forward slash straws you might not find the pieces that I have or you might so you can go and check them out but I love like really kind of like celestial bits anything to do with like moon stars sun all of that that's my absolute bag and the prices are really good as well. So they start from like uh, $39 and they've got a new jewellery collection that's released every Friday. So you're always going to find something new, something fancy that you like. So that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. -A -A. That's www.analuisa.com. So not two ends. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com forward slash straws. Um, so yeah, you can you know check them out and treat yourselves or treat your loved ones and use the code straws to get 10% off um and yeah I really really like their jewelry I really really enjoyed this and I'm glad that they're sponsoring the show anyway let's get to share your magnificence Okay, so now for Share Your Magnificence. There have been so many, like, tech bits that I've been trying to go through today. Like, it must be with Mercury being retrograde, but it's meant to station direct soon, right? I hope so, because it's an absolute madness. Um, so at this rate, the podcast episode might not even make it out, but let's let's hope it does. Um, I don't know why I'm cupping my breasts while recording that. That's really weird. <laughs> anyway, um, this week for Share Your Magnificence, let's start with a letter. It says here, Hi Kalechi, I hope you're doing well and thank you for the podcast. I still think, um, listen to it first thing on a Monday and it always brightens up my day. I especially enjoy the bits where you and Sadiq go off on a tangent about a random topic, say the shadiest and funniest things and end up cackling like a pair of witches. Uh, I debated writing this email, but I thought, fuck it. I have been magnificent these, uh, magnificent these past two weeks and I wanted to share it as many uh, with as many people as possible. After years and years of second guessing myself and putting myself in a corporate straitjacket, <clears throat> convincing myself that I was not creative, while deeply envying those who seem to be finding their voice and creating, I finally bit the bullet and started a podcast. It's called A Ugandan Babe um, Dash Kentaro. Currently, it has 13 episodes and can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud and everywhere that podcasts are hosted. I'm so proud of my baby. Tentative and scattershot as she is, I go on there and talk about whatever the hell I want. And I have enjoyed it immensely and the feedback has been gratifying. I want to thank you for being part of the inspiration for this new path. Your exaltation 
for baby girls, baby boys and baby non-binaries to be our most authentic selves, regardless of our own and others' expectations, definitely struck a chord during the year from hell, which I'm rebranding as the year of awakening. So thank you. Give it a listen. I think you will enjoy episode 10. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Regards, a Ugandan baby girl, Kentaro. Two slaps on your chest, Kentaro, a Ugandan baby girl. Thank you for sending that in. I love that you're all starting your podcast and you're all doing the damn thing. Like we we need it. We need more podcasts. We need you all to just be living your best lives and saying what you need to say. Like saying your mind. That's the whole point of this, which actually brings me to the best um part of this um episode, really, the news that I've been thinking about in terms of say your mind. And so I'll be setting up a I want it to be maybe a WhatsApp number or it could just be an email, right? So I would like you to send me just a 30 second, mm, no, one minute, one minute is fair because then you don't have to talk fast. You've got one minute, just like when I did uh, the live show, you've got one minute to send me whatever is on your mind. So one minute clip of whatever is on your mind, that's easy enough and small enough for you to be able to send it as a small file if you um, record it on like a voice note app on your phone. And obviously it's anonymous unless people recognise your voice. Um, But yeah, you can send me a one minute clip, an audio clip, please. Audio clip. I mean, it could be a video, but um, I think audio clip is better. Send me an audio clip of what, um, one minute of whatever's on your mind that's happened in the week or whatever. And I'll pick a couple every week and I'll play it out on the podcast. Um, So the sooner you start sending that in, the sooner I can get started with that. Because the podcast is literally called Say Your Mind. And I'm here saying my mind, definitely. But I also want to hear what's on your mind as well. And you lot are funny as fuck. Like, you are fucking hilarious. I don't know how thousands of people can just be so fucking funny but um yeah definitely send it through and send your yeah send your clip through and I'll have a listen and the ones that I think of like I vibe with I will play it uh on the podcast so that'll be nice uh, for ya um and so then the next share your magnificence uh two slaps need to go to is it Sarah or Sarah? So if I'm mispronouncing your name, the president of uh, student union at Goldsmiths University uh, in, it's Goldsmiths in New Cross. Yeah, Goldsmiths is, is, is in New York. Uh, I was going to say New York. It's in New Cross right and I love that um they've managed to make the university so the tweet says here actually the university has agreed to our proposal to incorporate racial trauma as a reason to defer essays and exams for black and people of color students um it will be done through self-certification um thus moving away from providing so-called evidence and this is so fucking huge. I don't think you understand. Now, a lot of people will instantly there start thinking about, oh, sorry, I'm moving the mic a bit, will instantly then start thinking about, oh, but if it's self-certified, you can say like, it's, you know, racial trauma is the reason that you didn't do lots of things. Motherfucker, racial trauma is the reason that we don't get to do lots of things. So if I cannot finish the um, essay because of racial trauma, then I have not finished the essay and you'll, and it needs to be deferred. And I'll finish it when I finish it. I think that this is a major step forward, especially for an academic um, institution such as Goldsmiths University. And I feel like it's something that more institutions need to adopt, like more, um, you know, universities and colleges and schools and things like that. Because racism never stops. Isn't that wild? Do you ever just sit back? Do you ever just fucking sit back and deep it? Like right now, racism is still racisming. Like racism doesn't take a break because like, 
everything has been constructed in order for it to thrive. So somehow we're still meant to function with all of these things happening. We're still meant to get the marks that we need to get, meet the deadlines that we need to meet while mad things are happening. I felt that way, especially during um, last year, the kind of resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement and, um, you know, um, the killing, the murder of George Floyd by that fucking idiot, that racist piece of shit, Derek Chauvin. But I felt that way when it first, you know, was announced and we heard about it and it was just, ah, the atmosphere was heavy, so heavy, so tough. Meanwhile, these fucking brands that, you know, I had bits to do with were messaging me, emailing me, these fucking little white girls emailing me about, oh, hey, Kalechi, just wondering when um this bit is going to go out. The, the, the email that I had to send back, Jesus is Lord. Woo! The email that I had to spend, send back, I absolutely put smoke under their asses. You better believe it. Because I was just like, are you all right? Is everything okay at home? Do you not understand what people are going through right now? Having seen a black man being murdered and that video just constantly being shown on our timelines, like we'll never ever get over that. And it's just happened. And you're talking to me about your fucking Instagram post. Are you all right? Don't make me kick me. Don't make me like kick you in your pussy across this internet. Don't make me. And then it was like, oh, no, 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 we understand totally. And whenever you're ready, then that's totally fine. But it's just that thing, isn't it? Like, anti-blackness uh, is so normalised that you're just meant to keep functioning as usual um, so other people can get their things. Other people who are not affected by it whatsoever, that's why they've been able to kind of be like, oh, la, 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 um, when's the content going out? Don't make God stop your content, yeah? Don't make God shadow ban your blessings in this life. Don't play with us, don't. So, um, yeah, that's why it was really, really nice to see something like that, the work. I think um, their name is Sarah, Sarah Baffo. Um, but yeah, I really, I just really, really like that. I love that that is a thing that's being done and something that we definitely, yeah, like I said, we definitely need more of because sometimes... <sighs> You just wake up and you're just like, I do I have to do today? Do I have to? Because I, how? And even if you don't feel like you're experiencing the racism overtly, because racism is also like, also, in, you know, utilises psychological warfare, especially, um, as well as spiritual warfare. There are some things that are happening like, um, you know, subliminally, sub, you know, like, yeah, subconsciously that, it's still fucking with you and you don't even realise it. Like you're speaking with people and you're having one conversation and there's a whole other conversation being had at the same time with how they feel about things. So, um, yeah, it's just a mad time. It's just a mad time. So I'm glad that something like this is happening because we definitely do need it, especially, um, um, students, black students and, um, you know, students that are people of colour navigating, um, academia that is so wildly racist 
that you might just need a break at times. So two slaps on your set, um, chest, um, Sarah, Sarah, um, the president of um, the student union at Goldsmiths University for doing what needs to be done. I think that that's wonderful work, beautiful work. I love to fucking see it. So that's that for Share Your Magnificence. And talking about, you know, racial trauma being um, a reason to be able to defer your essays, we're now going to big up our next show sponsor who are BetterHelp. I'm saying we. I will now big up the next show sponsor who are BetterHelp and then we'll move on to So You Mad. So maybe your uni or your workplace won't let you defer right now on the basis of like racial trauma, even though racial trauma is very, very real. Um, and so you need a bit of support. And I feel like that's where better help come in. That's better H-E-L-P. Um, if there's something preventing you from feeling happiness or just feeling peace um and stopping you from achieving your goals then better help is a great uh, platform and a great service to um, visit they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's literally professional counseling done securely online and nowadays that people are staying at home more uh, well because they have to um and even now that some people don't have to and you just prefer to it's great that you can communicate through the app with your um therapist there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with people coughing in your face. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and also financial aid is available if needed. Um, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And, you know, I say it in a tarot readings and things like that and I know that some people are holding off for like financial reasons and things like that but those of you who aren't holding off for getting therapy and it's not a financial reason and you've been considering it I promise you like it, you might as well do it you might as well do it while the world is being restructured and you can restructure or address your psyche because who doesn't need it? I feel like therapy is great for everybody. So anyway, visit betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's um, betterhelp.com forward slash your mind and join the over 1 million people who have um, taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. So go and do something great for yourself. Go and do something great for your mind and go holler at man um, or holler at them man. So anyway, let's move on to So You Mad. So I've only got one So You Mad this week. Um, I just thought I'd keep it cute. Not a long episode because obviously I know that some of you are still grieving um Sadiq's loss so it doesn't need to be a long episode just something cute something sharp something snappy but um remember that black woman police officer that black female police officer that got um fired from her job because somebody I think it was her sister or somebody who sent her um a video a very inappropriate video she never opened the video but somehow the um her workplace her police uh the police force found out and um she got fired for whatever, whatever it is, um, transmitting whatever inappropriate images. But, uh, I read the other day that actually she got her job back. So I wanted to read that. It says here, 
Black Met Police Chief wins her job back after tribunal says sacking was unfair. Superintendent Robin Williams was dismissed in March 2020 after being convicted for possessing a child abuse video that she never viewed. Um, a black police chief dismissed from the Metropolitan Police has won her job back after a tribunal said her sacking was unfair. Superintendent Robin um, Williams was dismissed in March um, 2020 after being convicted for possessing a child abuse video that she was sent unsolicited via WhatsApp and never viewed. On Wednesday, a police appeals tribunal rescinded her sacking and replaced it with a final written warning. I think even that's fucked. I think that even that is still fucking feisty. After Williams successfully argued her dismissal was unreasonable and unfair. The Met's Black Police Association claimed her sacking was an example of institutional racism. Others in policing thought she had been convicted for lying over a relatively small matter and would have escaped any trouble if she had told the truth. Williams now can return to the Met to resume her 36-year career, which saw her decorated for her work. Before her dismissal, Williams was one of the most senior female African Caribbean officers in Britain and was praised for her work after the 2017 Grenfell fire. She has campaigned for more women in policing and has been awarded the Queen's Police Medal. Williams said, for over a year before and during the pandemic, I have continued to support local people by working within community initiatives. I am therefore delighted to be able to return to work I love, um, serving our communities within London. The case started in February 2018 after Williams was sent a WhatsApp message by her sister containing a video of a young girl being abused. The sister was outraged and wanted the culprit hunted down by the police. Williams never played the video and she maintained she never knew it was on her phone and thus in her possession. But a jury convicted her after the prosecution said Williams failed to report it because she feared doing so would get her sister into trouble. They pointed to the fact that the sisters spent the best part of the day together before the video came to the attention of the police and claimed it must have been discussed by the two. The abuse video was sent by the sister to a WhatsApp group of 17 people, one of whom reported it to the police. Williams was the only one of the group of 17 to be put on trial. She had previously lost an attempt to overturn her criminal conviction at the Court of Appeal. Superintendents the Police uh, Superintendents Association Professional Standards Coordinator Victor Marshall said, we are pleased that today's panel agreed that her dismissal was unreasonable in light of the complex circumstances surrounding her conviction and we are delighted she will be able to continue to serve the communities of London. The Met Tribunal which sacked her was chaired by Assistant Commissioner Helen Ball. Of course Helen was there, of course Helen was there, yes! She was found guilty of gross misconduct, a finding which remains and was dismissed despite an extraordinary outpouring of support, warning that her sacking would damage the service's reputation. Pleas for leniency came from police officers and community figures. Martin Hewitt, chair of the National Police Chiefs Council, wrote that Williams... Uh, work was after the Grenfell disaster had been invaluable despite the criminal conviction Hewitt wrote I believe she still has a contribution to make to policing. Yvette Williams from Justice for Grenfell the community group fighting for victims of the fire wrote wherever Robin Williams goes confidence in policing increases. The manager of the charity shop where Williams worked for free for 200 hours as part of her sentence revealed that having completed those hours the officer had continued working at the shop twice a week as a volunteer. 
Scotland Yard cannot appeal against the decision in the police discipline process and the only option would be for the force to seek a judicial review in the High Court. In a statement, the Met said the tribunal determined Ms Williams' dismissal should be replaced with a final written warning. We await the full judgment. Once received, we will then consider the ruling and engage with Ms Williams' representatives accordingly. So, I mean, again, this isn't even straw of the week. I didn't want to put it there because, you know, maybe there's some positivity that you can find from it. But I just really wanted to say to the Met Police again, you can go fuck yourselves, you absolute fucking dickheads. Because there's this group chat she's and this this is also why i fucking hate group chats because some of you have no sense with the things that you want to send in there um at all that what it could mean and how we can implicate other people i'm not saying that the a video of the um young girl being abused didn't need to be shared but you could have used more kind of couth you know so anyway, she was one of the, she was the only person that I guess didn't open the video, but she's the one that was then the only one that was put on trial. The Met, having somebody like Robin would be like, oh, look, but look how high she's gotten within the force. That shows that racism doesn't exist, but look at how you're treating her, that no matter how high you get, and I think that that should be across the board, no matter how high you get, you can still be um, flogged and dealt with if you misbehave. However, you're not showing the same energy, you're not showing the same vim to white police officers, white male police officers who could have been um, in her position. And I mean, I don't know her, but she strikes me as a lovely person that even after doing her two um, two hours of community service which she should have never had to do in the first place she still just continued working at the charity shop anyway because you can tell that she cares about her community and I genuinely believe that there are black people who join the police force because they genuinely want better for their community and they feel like policing is the way to go about it meanwhile still subjecting themselves to horrid amounts of racism and the racism actually not dissipating from the, in the outside world either. So I guess sometimes it might feel like a thankless job. But if there are people that you've instilled trust um, within because of your position within the police, then I'm happy for you. But I feel like the rest of your colleagues that are um, enemies of progress and are nasty, vicious, sour pussy, sour anus people, um, you know, I, I just think that it's it's mad. The fact that they would even be like, oh, she should get a final written warning. Where was the first few warnings? Why should she be on a final one? Because that means that now if you give her that final written warning, you're going to try and find any reason to get her the fuck out. I hope she gets the job back. And then literally as she is officially stated that she's got the job back, she resigns. So she gets to keep her pension. I learned this from line of duty, AC 12, book, book, book. So that she gets to keep her pension and then she decides maybe she wants to go and work at the, um, stay at the um, charity shop and go about her business or she wants to, I don't know, start doing a hula hoop class. She should be able to do whatever she wants, but she needs to have access to her pension because she gave so many years of her life to you Babylonian forces. The least you can do is to let her have her things. But fuck you about final written warning. I think that that's just mad that even that, that is, they, they still feel the need to punish her for what? Meanwhile, those fucking white men that killed, um, is it, um, Bibber Henry and Nicole Smallman, not killed, sorry, that was wrong, that was inaccurate, I'll correct myself, they, the two policemen found Nicole, um, um, Nicole Hen Nicole Smallman, is it, and Bibber Henry, they found their bodies in the park after they were murdered, two black women found their bodies after they were murdered, and it took, um, selfies with the with um with the um with the dead bodies there, and sent it to um their WhatsApp groups. 
you don't want to tell us their names. I think we know their names now, but you don't want to tell us their names. You're very, very cautious about anything that we know about them. And, um, I think, were they suspended? I still don't know, but definitely they're getting a, it seems to me they're getting, um, treated in a nicer way than Robin Williams was, um, has been treated, even though, she didn't ask for the video to be sent to her phone and she didn't view the video, yet she's been punished for that. And I just think that that's nasty. That, that's just disgusting and it's nasty. And this is also why it's important to switch off that thing that automatically downloads WhatsApp videos and photos onto your phone. First of all, it saves you memory um, on the phone, but also it saves you from fuckery. So it saves you memory and saves you from fuckery. So it's something to consider. But I'm glad for you um, that in your um, cult of, um, you know, um, metropolitan police that you've been hopefully able to get your job back. But I really hope that as soon as they say that you've got it back, that you've put in your resignation letter so you can get your pension and you can bounce because fuck them. Absolutely fuck them. So yeah, that's that for So You Mad. I didn't actually find any pop culture bits for this week that I would have wanted to share. I was, I'm still trying to keep up to date with what was happening with Megan The Stallion and I think it's the baby, but um, maybe I'll save that for next week because I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, that's that for um, So You Mad. So anyway, let's get on to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. Now, for um, Straw of the Week, I just thought it was hilarious. And I'll start with this first before I go into the other bits. Thank you for send sending this letter through. It says, hi, Kalechi. Not what I wanted to see on a Saturday morning, but wanted to send over the Thorpe Park segregation debacle. To follow, one, some Becky slash Karen white woman was told her daughter had to sit at the back of the ride because she wasn't wearing a mask. So for those who are not from um, the UK, Thorpe Park is a is an amusement park. You know, it's a it's a fun fair. It's an amusement park. Right. Um, and so obviously at the amusement parks, you have rides. So one woman, her daughter had to sit at the back of one of the rides because she wasn't wearing a mask and she and the mum decided to go on a tirade um, about how it was segregation. White people comparing it, started then comparing it to Rosa Parks having to sit at the back of the bus and then they started making memes, changing the name of Thought Park to that. Um, and it's just basically gaslighting. All because they were told you can't ride at the front um, if you're not wearing a mask. Attached other tweets before these idiots delete them. White people will never cease to use racism in this country to antagonize people of color. Last week's Georgina Floydina. Now they think they've been that being told that they can't ride if they don't comply to rules is segregation. So here is um I'm just going through it. <laughs> these people are so fucking idiotic. It says here. The woman's name is Natasha. She said, segregation of non-masked at Thought Park. Disgusting. Shame on you. She says, what do you think of this? My 18-year-old at Thought Park today, mask exempt, had to ride at the back of the ride. Didn't something similar happen years back on buses at Thought Park? Thought Park says, hi, Natasha. In line with our ride restrictions, all our guests who are mask exempt are required to sit in the front farthest to, um, in the are required to sit in the row farthest to the back to reduce the risk of air transmission aboard our, tra um, our attractions. If you do wish to discuss further, please pop us a DM. Dylan. Cool. They now started changing the name Thorpe Park to Rosa Parks. Wow. Wow. 
what gets me about this, what I think is so interesting about this is that on an average day, you ask a white person, I'm just talking a random white person, I'm not talking about necessarily you lot who listen, you ask them about the history of racism, um, wasn't it, it was so long ago, uh, why are you bringing it up, it was so long ago, why are we talking about it, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that bad, like, you just keep going on about it, you keep pulling the race card, you've got a chip in your shoulder, you should let it go, honestly, you're just going on, you're just going on, I can't stand it, can't bear it, it's like seasoning, stop it, let it go, but the moment something happens to them, they're like, this is exactly like slavery, in 1682, when the first charter was sent out, but suddenly, suddenly they know history, suddenly they know history, white people will say to you all the time, like, oh no, black people aren't treated any differently, we're all treated the same, I don't see colour, you could be black, blue, pink, green, multicoloured, purple, I don't care, I don't see colour, the moment that they're mistreated, you're treating me just like a black person, oh, oh, so you know that there is a difference then, so all this time that you were just lying, all this time you were just pretending, I did not know that these white people knew about Rosa Parks and that Rosa Parks sat, um, was told to sit at the back of the bus and then she didn't, she sat at the front um, and then there was the whole like bus boycotts and all of those things and obviously a darker skinned black woman had done it before but didn't get as much, um, well didn't get hardly any coverage really, um, yeah but we can, we, I've, I've talked about that on the podcast before but anyway, um, I didn't know that they knew about Rosa Parks, but clearly they didn't know enough about Rosa Parks because for them to change Thorpe Park to Rosa Parks, they're insulting Thorpe Park with the woman that actually stood, well, sat down in defiance of segregation. Fam, you said that your daughter's mask exempt. Okay, so what's best is that let your daughter sit at the back of the ride. Me personally... I don't think it makes a fucking difference because when that roller coaster, roller coaster starts coasting and you're screaming at the top of your lungs, all the molecules flying out your, ma- your mouth, it's going to fly on all of you anyway, but whatever, like, okay, the people who are, who are wearing masks, actually, how are you going on a roller coaster with a mask on your face? I couldn't do it. That seems really scary to me, but do what you want. But I guess maybe because the masks um, are on their faces, they can sit at the front because they're less likely to be like spewing out all of these particles or whatever. And since you're not wearing a mask and you're going to be doing a lot of screaming, why don't you sit further away from everybody? Like, how are you still wanting the same treatment, but you are not willing to um, cooperate with the things that need to be done? Fine, true. If you're mask exempt, you also need to understand that being mask exempt doesn't kind of like mean that... you're still, you're still a risk to other people, so that's why you're being asked to sit where you're being told to sit, but it's the same with Georgina Floydina, you know the name, but then you now start convoluting the true meaning of that person's name, just so you can get your jokes off, but it is, it is wild to me that then suddenly white people know about segregation, they know about the trauma of segregation when it's time for them to sit at the back of the ride because um, they don't want to wear a mask, but if you talked about segregation before to them, it would have been like, oh well, maybe they needed to separate people because honestly, like not being funny, but you know, I've known a few black people that have stolen things, and so you know, segregation just means that we can keep crime rates down, and then we're not hurting innocent people. By innocent, they mean white. So yeah, I just really wanted to say a special suck your mum to the people who pretend like they don't know about the severity of racism, but the moment something happens to them, to inconvenience them, even 
even in the most minute way, suddenly they can start talking. Suddenly then they know history. Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, and I hope you choke on the straw when you're sucking your mother out dry falls. So yeah, that was my first straw of the week. And my second straw of the week, hmm, well, it's not going to be any surprise that it's going out to Boris Johnson. I don't think that that should shock anybody. So Dominic Cummings, who was his um, special advisor, continues to spill the tea. And I feel like he's also just given us crumbs at this point. However hilarious I find it, I don't think that he's necessarily telling us like the thing that could really, really bring Boris down. But I just wonder to myself, like at this rate, what will bring Boris down? Because like you're hearing all of these things and people just seem still very, very unfazed. So Dominic Cummings was posting a thread on his Twitter page uh, where he was um, talking about the fact that Um, or he basically screenshotted WhatsApp messages between himself and Boris Johnson when they were talking about the um, pandemic. And he was basically having to, what I found most chilling was that he was basically having to explain governance to him. He was basically having to explain to him like, okay, this is what's happening. And no, you know, if this happens, then that can't happen. I'm just like, how are you a prime minister that you don't know these things? I mean, yeah, that's why you have special advisors to help you with the extra pieces of information. But to not even know this piece of information, that's wild to me. And it's also funny because he made sure to disclose that they'd been having these WhatsApp conversations about firing Matt Hancock because would you believe it? He's fucking useless at his job. Like we didn't know that already. But yeah, I was just reading through it all. And I thought, how are you telling, like, they? this was when the pandemic had started and they're talking about um, the COBRA meetings or the SAGE meetings, whatever. And he's talking about getting support for certain things and what needs to happen here, what needs to happen there. And um, Boris basically goes, okay, well, what the fuck do we do? And that was really telling to me, like, you're really saying to this guy, you know, what, what the fuck, what, what the fuck do we do? So you have no clue? You have no clue as the, as this isn't even an elected official. This is just someone that you just like, and you brought into the fold and you're saying to him, okay, what the fuck do we do? So basically Dominic was running the country for you because you had no fucking clue, but we knew this already. And I said it in the tarot readings. And I, I remember saying that somebody's going to snitch or somebody's going to bait up exactly what's happening. They're going to pull that curtain back and we're going to learn exactly what's happening and we'll be shocked. I didn't expect that Dominic Cummings was going to be the one and he was going to come with this much vim. But it's absolutely mad that he leaked um, the WhatsApp messages, but I'm glad to have seen it anyway, because it just goes to confirm what I've always said about Boris Johnson in that he needs to suck his mother for eternity and that he's a useless, very conniving, very callous, wayward guy. And he's an enemy of progress, individual progress and also national progress. And I think that it's important to note that. Um, But yeah, he was, he was really, Dominic was really, really asking some things. And, and I think he knew the questions to put out there because he knows that if they try to lie, he also has proof. He has the receipts. Should they try any lies whatsoever, he's got the um, the receipts. But the thing is, we also know that he's a snake. But the thing is, it's sometimes going to take a snake to give us the tea on the other snake. So I will happily, you know, I'll gladly take all the information that you're providing, but also bear in mind that you were the same person that wanted all these rules implemented while you were driving up and down Durham to go and chill with your family um, 
and don't give a shit about anybody else and you are the one that wanted these social distancing rules these lockdown measures um these were the questions that he said that should have been asked to the prime minister he said given his failures on testing care homes and ppe why did you keep in post the secretary of um, secretary of state you described yourself as totally fucking hopeless. That's Matt, Matt Hancock that he's talking about. And how many more people died as a result of your failure to remove him? Then he goes on to say, why is number 10 lying, including to Parliament, about the fact that the original plan was herd immunity by September and had to be abandoned? Then he says, when did Patrick Valance brief you on NHS data showing that the death rate at the 1st of April peak was much higher than before slash after the peak? And do you now agree that Hancock, um, with Hancock, that every patient got the treatment they needed? He then says, do you now agree with Hancock that there was no shortage of PPE or do you agree with yourself in April 2020 that PPE supply was a disaster that required moving Hancock? How many people died in care homes because of what you called the disaster on PPE and what you called Hancock's totally fucking hopeless performance on testing in March? When will the SOS come to the House um, and correct his many false statements to the MPs? Yeah, so he's gunning. It seems clearly like Matt, um, Dominic Cummings is gunning for Matt Hancock here. Meanwhile, he's ready to throw Boris under the bus with him because he's just like, but in private, you were saying that Matt Hancock is useless and everything is a fucking disaster with the PPE. So why are you now going on national TV to stand in solidarity with him? Like he did everything the way that he needed to do it. I feel like the only reason that this is happening is that they know everything's burning down, but they don't know, um, they don't see how they're going to get out of it Um intact meanwhile they've got no real opposition because this would have been a perfect time for labor to be like oh girl let's see we've got all of these policies for you and we can get these motherfuckers out but labor's a fucking mess itself because of that Keir Starmer and his wayward ways so um I say all of that to say that British politics is a mess and um to see whatsapp messages like these that were provided by Dominic Cummings just goes to confirm what we've always known which is that um, Boris Johnson is a waste man and does not give a shit about the um the well-being of the citizens of this country but for some reason everyone is so laissez-faire about it and they're not wanting to kind of say anything or do anything like in France they would have flogged Boris Johnson by now they would have dragged him to the street the street they would have torn his trouser and they would have flogged him well well but here we're just like oh oh well you know oh well we've got the euros back football football it's really sad it's really really fucking sad but do what you want that's your own fucking business anyway the last straw of the week goes to um the dutch company that owned velisco for those of you who don't know and i've i'm sure i've read it out on a podcast before velisco is the company that make you know the ankara the, the like the material that you know the um african aunties make all of their like clothes out of like they you know they're going out where their party wear and things like that so i remember reading out on a podcast before to everybody um because somebody sent in sent in all the information about how racist they are as a company and how they go about stealing the um ideas of dis um, other designers who are lesser known within like africa they stop people in west africa specifically from being able to like make their own materials because they want their um, materials to be the industry standard and the average um you know nigerian woman ghanaian woman isn't looking too much into it and they just continue to like buy these materials not knowing that they're basically funding white supremacy um 
because they'll they don't care about um, African people. They don't like us, but they'll let us be the resellers. We can be the resellers, but we can't. We cannot be the owners of um, these companies. So it says here that Velisco is actually being sold. And I remember saying in that last episode, um, when I talked about Velisco, that, oh, well, if it's being sold, then all the African people, West African people, uh, West African people need to get together and buy it out. We've got so many billionaires in Nigeria. I don't know why they couldn't have easily bought it. Um, but it's about reputation, right? So it says here, um, Velisco to Africa, your money is no good here. In late February, Made in Africa, MIA, a consortium of African investors backed by Africa's import-export bank, Afrexim, Afrexim Bank, were in the midst of acquiring Velisco Group from Actis, the British private equity firm with backing from CDC, an agency of the UK government. The deal valued the iconic Dutch textile company at $193 million, according to sources close to the matter. One week before finalising the agreement, Actis called off the process, citing a a lack of clarity around MIA's closing timeline. However, according to multiple sources confirmed by The Guardian, the only remaining step in the process was signing the agreement and obtaining consent from Velisco's Works Council's, um, in, Council in the Netherlands. Finalising the transaction would have brought Velisco under African ownership for the first time in the company's 176-year history. Velisco Group, which also owns Uniwax, Woodin and GTP, is headquartered in the Netherlands and prints luxury fabrics, uh, fabrics that are sold almost exclusively in Africa. Critics argue that Dutch wax, also known as Ankara, is a colonial relic that should never be confused with authentic African textiles. The Dutch largely created mechanical copies of our indigenous textiles like Adire then sold them back to us as a European luxury good for over 100 years. They take all the profits and invest them in Europe, believing Africa underdeveloped and destroying our local textile market, said Mariama Kamara, founder of Mariana Fashion Productions, who helps link artisanal textile producers in West Africa with international brands. Still, others argue that Ankara is a symbol of African culture and heritage. While planning to keep Velisco's printing operations in the Netherlands, MIA is seeking to create a long-term partnership between Nigeria and the Dutch manufacturer by migrating Velisco's cotton supply chain, which currently comes largely from Asia, to Nigeria and her neighbouring countries. MIA's plan will support over 87,000 smallhold cotton farmers in West Africa. MIA also plans to diversify Velisco's leadership by replacing CFO Lien Dirt Van Roenbeek, who, I don't even know if I've pronounced that right, who has aspirations to become the company's CEO despite the discovery of fraud in the Congo under his watch in 2019. According to sources close to the matter, after it became clear that MIA was planning to eventually bring in African senior management to replace uh, David's, um, David Suddens, when he retires, Van Rovic um, convinced Actis to kill the MIA deal in order to save his job. Um, instead, Velisco's European management team recently announced that they would lead a buyout from, with backing from Parcom, a Dutch firm with no experience investing in Africa. Parcom has agreed to let Van Rovic remain in control of Velisco unopposed until... Um, 
um, unopposed when Sudden retires. According to a letter from Michonne Derea seen by The Guardian, Parcom's offer for Velisco violated MIA's exclusivity and is significantly lower than the valuation offered by a maid in Africa, meaning that actors and the British government are willing to sacrifice British taxpayer money to ensure that this Velisco remains under European control. It's sad to see this kind of thing still happening in Africa today, said Obiasika, an influential Nigerian entrepreneur. A group of Africans have come together to do something for Africa and one neo-colonialist was able to thwart the whole project. I hope Africans wake up and continue to fight against all modern forms of colonialism. In 2019, after decades of skirting Nigerian import duty through illegal cross-border trade, Velisco Group was forced to shut their operations in Nigeria, their largest market. The Nigerian Central Bank cited the Dutch manufacturer for foreign exchange infractions and froze the company's bank accounts. As of the date of this article, Velisco is still unable to legally operate in Nigeria. Good, good, you fucking idiot. And I really, really hope that in the next, let's say, 18 months, I want Velisco to go down. Imagine the hatred that has to be in your heart that you do not want to see. Black people, black people, West Africans are the main buyers of this fucking material, yeah? But you'd rather cut off your nose to spite your face. You'd rather get paid less than the 193 million that you were asking for just so the blacks can't touch it. And that just goes to show when we talk about power, when we talk about neocolonialism, this is exactly a great way to um, exemplify that. Look at it here. They could have gotten their money, gone about their business, be done with it. But the fact that it would mean that white people are taken out of power when this happened, nah, they'd rather sell to a low bidder who wasn't even meant to be bidding in the first place. They'd rather do that just so the blacks can't get their hands on it and then there can't be any sort of economic um, shifting of, um, or, you know, rejigging of power structures and power dynamics. So Velisco, you can go suck your mother out forever. Um, wherever she is and you can also see here that the British government wherever there's fuckery you'll always find a British government always involved somewhere if you dig away enough you'll see them right there with their dirty smelly fingers they're right there so again to the British government you can go fuck yourselves as well and to the um artists or whoever the fuck you are that didn't want to sell the company um to black people you can suck your mother for eternity and I hope you choke and pass out um so yeah that's that for this week's episode of SY M. I've been collecting your car for, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. I'm off now to get ready to go to Chinatown. You know I love Chinatown, so I'm off there for um to do Father's Day, a Father's Day lunch, and it's gonna be beautiful. Um, yeah, and just generally live my life. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Peace! It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Help you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind